0: Guess who's back? It's Sheath Underwear. They're sponsoring this episode of Jeremiah Wonders. That's right, Sheath Underwear. What makes She Underwear different? Well, simple, you idiot. She Underwear has a special two-patch compartment that keeps your wiener and nutsies from sticking to your inner thigh. That's it. That's the idea. And it's brilliant. feels like, this is what I'll tell you it feels like. Have you ever wanted the the ease of having a vagina, but you have all these man parts just dangling around down there? Well, with the two-part system, you you separate them, like church and state, separate but equal, and that's what you do with it. And guess what? They're super comfy, and it's a blend of modal and spandex that stretches as you move and keeps you cool and dry. So if you get a boner, no problem. No bunching, pitching, or sagging. Sheath underwear cradles your junk like um like a like a, a swooning baby being uh, swaddled in, 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 in clothing uh, when you're trying to put it back to bed. And you know, you, one of your favorite Marvel superheroes is Blade. He's half vampire, half human. Well, he gets the best of both worlds, so why don't you get the best of both worlds with sheath underwear? And guess what? Because this is how it's similar. It's a combination of boxer briefs and jockstrap. All the powers, none of the weaknesses, sheath underwear. The idea came from its founder, a U.S. Army soldier. We just celebrated Veterans Day. Thank you for your service, sir. Robert Patton, during his second tour in Iraq. And if it works in the sunblasted deserts of Iraq, you know it'll work wherever you live. Support this awesome veteran-known indie company whose founder is actually a fan of Jeremiah Wonders. Thank you, Robert Go to SheathUnderwear.com and order with promo code SAX to get 20% off your first order and Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's SheathUnderwear.com, promo code SAX, S-A-X. Support this show by going and supporting them. Get Sheath Underwear and let them support your balls like they support Jeremiah Wonders. Also, if your credit sucks... <sighs> then go to bridgecreditsolutions.com slash sacks and get started today. My buddy JJ will help you out. You can call or text him at 212-660-2991. Basically, if you need your balls to be supported and you need your credit to be supported, then these ads are for you. I hope you're having a good start to your day. And I want to get into this episode of Jeremiah Wonders. I'm excited for this episode of Jeremiah Wonders. Am I on some kind of drug right now? Happiness. (laughs) That's what I'm on right now because I'm excited to show you this episode with my pal, Sandy Danto. It was good to have a friend inside the studio that I could connect with, reconnect with over time. I haven't seen him since quarantine started and uh, just joke around with and uh, be a comedian again. So, It was great. I think you'll really enjoy it. He's got a new album out. We discussed that. And uh, make sure you're liking and commenting below on YouTube and reviewing on the iTunes and all the socials and maybe share with a friend. Anyway, guys, I got merch up at jeremiahwatkins.com. You know all that stuff. I love you guys. Thank you for the support. And without further ado, please welcome Sandy Danto to Jeremiah Wonders. (laughs) dude you're the coolest gynecologist i know hey there you go dude you're hip
1: (laughs) i would have you know one of the first bits on my album is about how my uncle who is a gynecologist discouraged me from being a gynecologist so if he maybe hadn't discouraged me i would be the coolest gynecologist that's a great character he's He's the coolest gynecologist gynecologist. hey You got some film on your vagina, but don't worry. I'm going to take care of it right away in the least creepy way.
0: Are we recording? <laughs> don't worry. It's an indie film. <laughs> 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 I'd ask if we were recording so I could get that sweet riff in with Send It unto. We are recording the podcast right now. Yep. Sandy, there's the. Are you okay with the, the headphones? You're- yeah, I just got
1: a little. Uh, Tangled. Oh, Okay. And I I had an entanglement. Okay. As they say.
0: Oh, I don't think that that's the no. I don't think that. That's, that's not what
1: Jada Pinkett Smith had with.
0: It wasn't headphones. Uh, do you know? Do you know what that is? She was um. She was sleep. She was sleeping with another man.
1: Like in the same bed.
0: Futon. I mean, I don't know their sleeping habits, but Trundle isn't that? Isn't that um. Interesting that when you're sleep... Like, I can't believe you're sleeping with another woman. Baby, baby, baby. I wasn't sleeping with her. <laughs> I just had sex with her. No, 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 no. Just sexual intercourse. Just sexual.
1: We did not sleep a wink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we wouldn't go that intimate with each other.
1: Would you have sex on a trundle bed? You don't hear about trundle beds too much anymore. You
0: don't hear about truffle beds either.
1: Ooh. Do you just think...
0: cheeses and oils just... <laughs>
1: You're you're right. Do you think I had this thought the other day as I was perusing the truffle oil section of a high end grocery store that I will not mention because they don't sponsor either of us. But I was looking at the truffle oil and I was thinking about the process in which truffles are found and, and they have specific pigs that sniff out. Yep the truffles and that's how they hunt for truffles aka
0: my (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife
1: me and her are part of the same species then uh and i was thinking to myself has a truffle pig ever been fed truffles or have they ever been eaten have they ever eaten another pig that's cooked in truffle
0: Oh, like cannibal, like bacon, like oil, cheese, bacon, cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like truffle bacon
1: cheeseburger or like truffle sausage. Dude, dude, I've been doing
0: the truffle bacon cheeseburger new at Carl's Jr. (laughs) (laughs) New at Carl's Jr.
1: Why is he? Why does he sound like he's got a sinus infection?
0: He's definitely uh, almost falling asleep.
1: (laughs) It's a great lane to be in in the voiceover world.
0: Hey, come to Home Depot. That doesn't work for Home Depot because that's like a get it done. Yeah, yeah. But like, but being chill, like it would work for, you know, a handful of things. It would not work for Red Bull. Definitely not work for, it would work for Hot Topic though. Check (laughs) Check out the new threads at Hot Topic. It's
1: almost a little too on the nose for Hot Topic.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like it's too self aware. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be like a little bit more maybe jaded for Hot Topic.
1: Could you throw it away less?
0: Yeah, I'll try I...
1: Oh god. Okay, maybe we need to do some recasting here.
0: The new skinny jeans available at Hot Topic, fifteen percent off with your punch card. <laughs> I had a punch card for Hot
1: <laughs> Topic. <is> <laughs> I didn't know they had punch cards. That seems like too much enthusiasm for a store like Hot Topic. I mean, yeah. But I will say this, not goth, never have been goth. Not trying to say that like it's a brag because probably would be cool to have been goth. Did cut myself a couple times questionably on purpose. However, Hot Topic had some cool stuff whether you're goth or not. Um, what were the what what were the questionable cuts? I mean, when you're a teenage boy And you get Swiss army knives as gifts Yeah You just want to um, You know Test their effectiveness sometimes And also When you're a kid And you learn like The dexterity of your skin You know like I would do things to freak out my friends Like I would stick safety pins Through parts of the skin on my hands Where it's thick enough <laughs> where like, it-
0: <laughs> I'm in the band Slipknot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look at me. I've got a paper club through my pinky. I would do that because there's parts of skin on your fingers that are, Ooh. that, that's thick enough that it wouldn't cause you to bleed. And it would. I
0: put my finger set to my. Ah!
1: <laughs> do you know that song? No, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's
0: good. Continue. You do that.
1: So, you know, I just wanted to test the, the durability of the skin on my hands.
0: Did you ever do that with your penis skin?
1: No, my, my, my like the thought of getting it, it, a laceration on my genitalia just really makes my skin crawl. Nipples never tested my nipples, no. I've had chafing on my nipples from exercise, not wearing a shirt with gentle texture on my nipples, and I think that's a fairly common thing because there are nipple covers you can get if for at running stores, they're called rash
0: guards. Yeah and I've used them for boogie boarding because I am a boogie boarder. Look Uh at this guy. Boogie woogie flu right here. (laughs) Da, da, boogie boogie. (laughs) woogie. What's that song? I forget the name of that song. I got the
1: rockin' pneumonia and the boogie woogie
0: (laughs) flu. (laughs) That's me just boogie boarding just out in in the Pacific. (laughs) That's what that is. Yeah, so sometimes... You used to cut
2: yourself? Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was a dramatic pause.
3: That was a very dramatic pause, Sandy. What did it feel like? What did it feel like when you used to cut yourself, Sandy?
1: I cut
2: myself. Not on purpose. I'm curious what effect you have on uh,
1: harm. harm. Harm because we were talking about self harm. You know, self harm gets a bad rap. I think it, we. It's important for us to. Um, it feels good though, doesn't it? Oh wow! Yeah. Use these
3: your quick keys. These nine squares on the inside. Then you can. Then you can have fun to your heart's content.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, you sound like Earl Skagel.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, Eleanor. Dude, when was last time you uh, listened to rat?
1: <laughs> which one which effect is that?
3: You wanna be Earl? Dude, I've got a rat control issue in my place. <laughs> I've got a rat infestation, brother. Listen up, man. I'm gonna have to set some rat traps because guess what? Daddy's out of control.
1: I miss Earl so much,
0: dude. I had to, to, I literally, I called Earl like multiple times during, during the too. pandemic. And I couldn't get a hold of him. He went completely off the grid for a while.
1: Dude, you gotta call my landline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I got in touch with him. I'm like, dude, sorry I'm bugging you, but I just, I, just, I literally, I went from seeing you every night of the week to not at all. And it was just, like, I just wanted to say what's up. He's like, oh yeah, not a problem. Like I've just been off the grid, been hiking and walking a lot. You know, taking Lois around West Hollywood. <laughs>
1: I got my street teeth Put it down. Inappropriate and <laughs> Stencils.
0: Now, um, Hello. Hello. I've got a, uh, I've got a, uh, a special guest. I heard you have a special. Next month.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Do you want to plug it here on your podcast? Well,
0: before I do that, before I plug my special, uh, there's something that's out right now that you can get right away, and that's Sandy Danto's album. Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I want to have you on. Thank
1: you so much for doing that, by the way, and saying that. And I'm really proud of it. It's called Daddy Boy, because um, I'm a dad, but I and I'm an adult, but I identify as a child. You know, some people identify as genders that they were not assigned at birth, and that's totally cool. I identify as an age that I have grown out of years ago. And yet I have fatherly responsibilities that I carry out and execute perfectly.
0: What age would you say you identify with currently?
1: (laughs) Well, um, probably like 12 because um, I'm horny, (laughs) but I'm still childish. I play with toys. I um, cry if I don't get my way.
0: Now... Now, with your wife in the bedroom- Sometimes um, I poop my pants. Do you, with your wife in the bedroom, do you go, whoa, like every time, you know, you guys get naked together? Do you still like have that childlike wonderment? Sometimes she has to just, you know, the the move where you put your finger
1: in front of somebody's lips? (laughs) Where? (laughs) To, To shut them up, I'm like- Boobies, boobies,
2: boobies, boobies,
1: boob, boobs, boobs, you, you Fud, Fugina. I still call it a fudgina.
0: Yeah, you you haven't learned how to say the hard V yet. Mm-mm,
1: mm-mm.
0: But I've learned how
1: to um, touch the hard V.
0: Whoa!
1: <laughs> yeah, you have a baby, dude. I do have a baby. I should uh, I should grow up already.
0: Do you know the moment of conception?
1: Well, we did a lot of fertility. It was not easy to get pregnant and um, I so there there are two possible moments of conception. It was either the sex that we had high five, <laughs> covid high five. Um,
0: Can we get a wide of this? We're really far apart. We're actually in oh, we did it that separate time. we're actually in separate rooms.
1: Yes, we are with plexiglass, uh-huh. just in case, even though we're in separate rooms, there's still plexiglass and just in
0: case you. a couple of German boys come around and take a dookie on us. <laughs> you know, oh, is, having... this, is this for the podcasters? <laughs> I just wanted to squat a, a quick poop on uh, your plexi.
1: Hey guys, it's yeah. Sandy Danto. Welcome to the Shizer cast, where <laughs> I talk in a plexiglass booth while german boys poop on me
0: hi i'm a german boy and i'm going to poop on sandy is this our weekly segment
1: yes uh, um can you please get out of the plexiglass booth you poop onto the booth and i look at it from above like um like it's actually happening but i'm actually free from uh, any fecal matter touching yeah sure whatever you want Okay, cool. I'm glad that you're down for anything because I have some other chores I might want you to hey, do. Hey, I'm down to brown. Did you bring Leiterhosen? Of course. Okay, we're good to go. go. Go throw those on, and I hope they've got a little butt flap. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, we'll see you in a few minutes. Welcome to the Cast. Um, I'm about to get pooped on, and uh, nothing
0: excites me more. My father said I was leader chosen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: do you want me to poop now or after i do another joke <laughs> um let's hear another joke okay well um you know the berlin wall yes <laughs> is it like they're sponsored by vans now like what's going on <laughs> because that wall is down it's been off buddy <laughs> that thing's gone <laughs> welcome back to the Scheiser podcast um uh i'm uh, sunday's co-host um uh, guten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on an, I'm on an October quest for you to poop on me.
0: <laughs> I see what you
1: deserve.
0: I like it very much. Uh, guten is actually just the word uh, for good in German. Um, very, 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 very well. Where is that?
1: What is, if Guten is good, what is tag? Tag? Token. Good t- Good token? Token. Good token. Okay. Of tag? A- yeah, like you gu- you say- Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Isn't that what you guys say?
0: Oh, I saw too much. Like, you're so silly. <laughs> That's Tag. Okay. The Tag is like, you're it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those and- are two very different things. Well, if you say it phonetically a little bit differently, it's, I'm, I'm going to tell you what it means differently than without the other word. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> uh- I just like thought... you said, like like talk, like an American, okay? <laughs> but talk, <dog, laughs> that's completely
1: different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Und tag. I could see how it got lost in translation. American tone,
0: very hard to read. You German,
1: me... you can tell when people are being. Now, do you want me funny. to poop
0: like now or uh, later? Well, let's get a little background. Let's get a little backstory.
1: If you will. What have you had to eat? <laughs> he made in the last a He made a rear end joke.
0: I understand what he's saying now. I just sent Toast Crunch for breakfast. Okay. That guy, I mean that mascot. Not one of the favorite mascots, the old chef man. No. Really people, people really look over him. What's I
1: think about the cereal mascots? You know, cereal mascots one of the few fields where there is diversity. It may not be ethnic diversity, although you know you got Count Chocula, but there's just species diversity. You got Toucan lots of animals, Sam.
0: exactly. Two can
1: You got um, you got Tony the Tiger. Tony Stigus. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got um, you got Snap Crackle and Pop, Sorry. who are elves, I believe.
0: I believe they are from some kind of elven family. I, I believe so. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um,
1: Captain. Crunch, I mean, Captain Crunch and the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. Probably if, brothers.
0: If Captain Crunch came on, they this, both have the same last name. If Captain Crunch came on this uh, podcast, the Shires of Podcast, we would call him a Rear Admiral <laughs> because he's going to poop for us. <laughs> it's a Shires of Podcast for Sunday and good, <laughs> good. <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, there's, there's lots of uh, serial mascots. Yes, <laughs> lots of them. I mean, um, uh, as you said, so there's vampires, there's animals, mm-hmm. there's old men, or, uh, old white men, mostly old white men. Yeah. We, we need to correct that. I mean, seriously. Like what's going on with all these old white mascots? That will you Where, know what's the overweight he, ethnic there, characters?
1: There are several overweight old patriarchal white men in the serial mascot industry. But I think there's this thing that that this is why we have this weird movement in the world right now of of alt-right and Trumpism, because there there needs to be a correction, no doubt, but maybe not an overcorrection. So I think people feel threatened because they're afraid of an overcorrection when in reality, there does need to be a correction. But, you know, unless you've, you know, sexually assaulted somebody or abused your power, maybe you shouldn't be overcorrected or seen. Or, you know, maybe it's just t- your time. Like Captain Crunch has had his time. Cinnamon toast crunch guy has had his time.
0: Yeah, like who are the next people being promoted in that that navy of the fleets of the right. captains? Right. Like, like who
1: are in the serial mascot open mics right now? Like yeah. like really uh, you know, who's got heat in that
0: one? Maybe there is a young Asian private boy that's ready to rise to the occasion and become the new Captain Crunch. We don't know. We don't know. It's it's true. We have no idea.
1: I am with you on this, and you know wasn't sure what the what the woke level of germany is and uh it looks like looks like you're pretty woke we're pretty woke
0: now, i will say we're pretty woke.
1: Very woke. Now, very woke now now open up that butt
0: flap of those lighter hosen and let's see the poop all right you've been watching the Scheiser podcast um this plexiglass is about to be covered um we'll be back soon <laughs> so that was, fun. <laughs> that was really fun that was really fun uh i've i i have been doing this thing uh that, that um i like to do every once in a while um with my guests um i've got a surprise for you okay and uh they're actually uh i'm gonna give them a ring right now
1: that's right i interrupted you
0: it's okay it's okay uh, that, that's all about going where the podcast leads yeah, us really- i i'm not set ever into anything right, good. in stone so good, good. this is a fun um guest um this is actually I have uh, It's Sandy Danto that is actually going to be calling to talk to Sandy Danto right now.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see if uh, they pick up.
3: Hey, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Danto Kim Sandy Danto yeah. okay. Sa- okay. Sandy Danto
2: okay. Sandy, you on son, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sandy, hello.
0: What's up? Hey, San Sandy, how are you?
2: I'm good, dude. I'm kind of mad.
0: Why are you upset? Because Polly hasn't called me to for
3: me to open for him and he knows I have a baby now and another one on the way.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry that that's upsetting you. Do, do you want me to 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 try to put in a word with we- Polly? Tell the Weeze. tell the we's that you know, I've been opening a firm for a while
2: and I'm living deep in the valley and I really want to go out with him again and just to, you know, bond with him. He's the Wheeze is cool.
0: I, I mean, Sandy, do you have anything to say to Sandy?
1: I, I just, you know, these are the thoughts that I have that I, that I try not to be vulnerable and let people know, but they're it's true. The and, Why didn't you call me anymore? Dude, dude come on, bro, you know, I'm busy. You know, I came to LA, but it was a whole thing. I had, you know, I'm promoting stuff, da 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 the whole thing. And it's like, you know, I try to make time for you, but, you know, you got your whole family. You forgot about me.
2: Yeah, well, because you don't have a family, so I figured I might as well have a family because when you die, you got to leave my kids all stuff.
1: Well, dude, your family is my family and my family is what? Your family. Not cool. Not cool, bro. Hey,
0: uh, Sandy, could you do your best Pauly Shore impression? I think that you guys should have a Pauly Shore off. Um,
2: yo, bro, why you harshing my gig? Because I'm crusty, buddy. That's how... (laughs) the
0: weasel sounds okay sandy that was pretty good uh sandy uh I'll, I'll call you sandy one and i'll call this sandy on the phone sandy two um i thought, weasel, I thought that was the weasel right there that was that was sandy <laughs> doing poly short and everybody knows sandy does the best well i do the best Polly. okay so sandy one w- what is your best poly short Dude, why are you taxing my gig so hardcore? Cruster. That's pretty good. I think I can do it, though. You can? Okay, Sandy, let's hear your Polish shore. The Sandy 2. Uh, that's my gig so it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's enough. All right, Sandy. Well, I, I, appre- I appreciate you, uh, you calling in to talk to Sandy. That was cool. Yeah, just tell him to fucking
2: give me some money for my baby. I have two babies now.
0: <laughs> okay, okay I'll, I'll, I'll... Can I...
1: Was that your baby that had the, the phone? Was that our baby? Oh, he left. We, we lost him. Oh, I wanted to see with the kid that, who answered the phone.
0: I mean, the whole thing with me was like, I'd, we didn't even get a chance to see if he was from the future, if that was Sandy from the future. It's my looper. That's your looper? yeah. yeah. Or what if that was your Gemini man? Whoa. Whoa. There's so many questions that I had for the other Sandy Danto.
1: What, what kind of things did you want to ask the other Sandy?
0: I just, I was like, I, I was curious, like, where are you happy with where you're at in 10 years from now? You know what I mean? That was going to be one, and I was going to be like, what have you done comedically that like, you're really excited about in the last year because like you know 10 years from now yeah yeah. cool yeah it'd be kind of cool to find out like oh you know i did like three specials
1: yeah (laughs) i had a tiktok get more hits than any of my hours that i've put out
0: dude so let's talk about the album real quick because i do want people to check that out because sandy uh i want to tell a story like before we explain that you have your album out. We mentioned that, but I want you to tell people a little bit more about that in a second. But I want to share the story that I've shared with Benji. I don't know if I've shared this story to you from my point of view, Okay. but one of my first road gigs was down to this place uh, called um, Lestats Mm -hmm. near San Diego, like near La Jolla. And uh, I rode down with you and Benji I don't know if I've told you this or not I've told Benji this for sure I'm so excited for this but uh, I sat in the back while Sandy sat shotgun to Benji up front and um, on the way down I had so much fun like just riding in a car with these guys because these are like two comedians that I looked up to that are taking me on the road with them to do this road gig. And I'm just stoked to be a part of it. And I just remember this moment of you and Benji looking at each other and doing a call and response of, don't go breaking my heart. (laughs) I wouldn't have tried. You're just going back and forth singing that song. And I was just like, wow, this is what it's like to be a comedian on the road. And I envied your friendship with benji that day and i was like i hope that i make friends in comedy like these guys have with each other because i was still like you know newer to la like i this was like one of my first road gigs and i was just like experiencing all this for the first time and i was like this is the freaking coolest and i just want to let you know that you're like a part of a really good memory of like my first time out on the road
1: Oh, man, that means the world to me. Yeah. That's so cool. I love hearing stuff like that. And I remember that gig. That was really fun. And I remember, okay, this is going to sound weird, but I remember my first impression of you. I was like, this guy's goofy, and I like him. But I was living with Dan Madonia at the time, and I remember he felt a little threatened by you. Obviously, not anymore, because you guys have become friends. Right. But he's like, who's this new Dan Madonia that showed up and... <laughs> Like, we don't like him. And I was like, yeah, we don't like him. And then we did this gig. I was like, we like him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, at the time. Because you were both just blonde with long hair. That was Dan pretty much I it. Dan and I were both long-haired, tall, haired, blonde, tall yeah. guys, which a couple gigs that I did, we legit got confused by people. That I get be that like,
1: with Sandro. Yep. I get that with Billy Bonnell. I get that with Greg Santos.
0: Somebody tried to recite one of my jokes that they liked back to me, and they're like, uh, dude, it's crazy that your mom does porn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, big, big, big pardon? And, I was, and they're like, yeah, that joke that you do about your mom, like, with like, you know, dressing up and stuff. I was like, what are you talking about? And then like, I pieced it together later on that they thought that I was Dan Madonia. And I was like, oh, I've gotten DMs and
1: messages about shows that Sandro was booked on because they thought, like vice versa, and there were people who have said, "So you, so I'll see you next week on the show." And it was Sandro, and same with Billy, and there was one time with Greg Santos as well. It's it's very strange.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're like comedically, we're all so different. Yes. Yeah. But it's just like a surface level, like
1: slightly. Yeah. Could you imagine, though, if somebody showed up on the comedy scene that looked similar? You know, it's not like we look alike. We just kind of like fit a broad
0: uh, description. I'll try to see if I can find it uh, in my Facebook feed or Instagram. But there's a great picture that we took.
1: Of the four of us, of the yeah, four yeah. of us,
0: me and Dan mm-hmm. and you and Sandro, mm-hmm. all standing next yeah. to each other, and it's pretty funny. It's great,
1: yeah, I love it. But it, it, how weird would it be if somebody showed up that looked vaguely like you? Yeah, you know, like s- s- vague characteristics, but then they, their comedy was like yours too. That would be rough.
0: That'd be that rough. would be that
1: would be re- real because like yours and Dan's comedy couldn't be more different. Oh, for sure. And mine and Sandro's, you know. I think we have similar um, like, enjoyment of, of dry delivery, but that's, that's like his, his whole thing is, is a lot of that, and mm-hmm. my, I've got like little bits and pieces of it sprinkled in.
0: By the way, you have one of my favorite uh, recent Heckler videos that I've seen that was I think it was filmed out of the Ontario improv.: Oh, yeah. It's so good if you haven't (laughs) checked it out. I'll try to include this somewhere in this video, like either in the upper corner or or comment in the YouTube feed. Oh, you know how to do that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: You're like like the younger part of the millennials. I'm the older part where I'm just like, wow, how do you put a link inside of a YouTube
0: video? (laughs) We'll try to put it in the upper corner um, if I can find uh, (laughs) that. But uh, you basically a fight broke out while you were freaking joking around with this dude and the footage that you were able to get from other people's cell phones and the audience is absolutely insane like i want this video i want you guys to watch it because i think it deserves to have millions upon millions of views thank you it is crazy and i just want to give a shout out to
1: the comedy store because without my years you know when when it was towards the end of this era when you showed up, but when I started working there in 2006 and 7, end of 2006, early 2007, it was just sparse audiences, mm-hmm. uh, belligerent at times, um, just, just anything could happen. And, and it really battle tests you and trains you for anything to happen. And this incident you're talking about was probably- an example of of all the training leading up to this moment and it, like anything this, happening.
0: This is like your SAT test in comedy. It literally <laughs> was like, what are you gonna do when A, B, C, D, E, F, and G happen all at once? And how do you handle it? And how do you still remain funny with all of this craziness going on?
1: I was I was like half expecting somebody to hand me an award when i got off stage yeah. no 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 i'm just kidding but or or like be questioned by the police more likely yeah yeah um it, it's crazy because um from the moment i started this podcast i've had trouble with the headphones and i'm still struggling here here get, make but them it, comfy no 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 i want it to be a bit at this point um <laughs> i Got on. It was the last show of a weekend where I was featuring for Bobby Lee, and you know, you. I mean, you. We both headline, mm-hmm. but we also do a lot of work featuring and opening. And and another thing you learn at the comedy store and the improv a lot is like how to best fit in the show. It, like you're not always just going up there like in fifth and sixth gear, like flooring it. You're you know like you gotta you gotta feel out the room. You gotta do what's best. For the show. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do, especially if you're one of the openers for a headliner that you're friends with that's awesome, is derail the show. And it's the last show of a Thursday to Sunday run or a Friday to Sunday run. Okay? Right. And Sunday night, these guys were heckling. Uh, Chelsea Skidmore was up there. And, um, his name is escaping me. Why can't I think of Matt um, from, from Venice Underground? Why can't I think of his last name right now? Devlin. Matt Devlin, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love them both. They're both great people in comics. And these guys were just heckling and talking really loud, like in the second row the whole time they got up. And I didn't go up there on a mission to take them down or single them out, but I was, I'm just going to do my own thing and I'm going to try to diffuse the situation. Sure. I go up there 30 seconds in and they're trying to fight me. I go up cause it's in Ontario, California. A lot of people think that it was in Canada, not in Canada.
0: Yeah. It's part of the OC. Um, it's part the of- Inland Empire. Sorry. Inland Empire, which is a kind of adjacent to the OC, like- Yes. East. East. Further from the coast. Which more industrial area. OC is, yeah. OC is a little bit more hoity toity in some areas. Mm -hmm. And then Ontario, this is, as you'll see in the video, there's more, um, working folk that, uh, that attend the, in Ontario. Salt of the earth types. Yeah. Um,
1: so I'd been going up probably as the, as of like the Saturday show, been going up and been like, Hey, Ontario, beautiful to be here. Who here's on vacation? And it would get a big laugh because everyone knows Ontario is like an industrial town. Right. And they have an airport. So it's like who's flying into Ontario and staying in Ontario. <laughs> so, the, you know, the the humor, even though I had to explain the joke, they got it there in context because they know about Ontario. I don't imagine too many of the listeners have visited Ontario. And that's what the joke was about. And these two guys raised their hand and I was like, oh, cool. You're, where are you visiting from? And they start flashing gang signs at me. I was like, I didn't, I thought they were joking around. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, you guys are in a gang. That's hard. I'll fuck you, bro. Which is my go-to if I'm trying to move on from crowd work and get back into my bits line. Right. I'll fuck you, bro. Not even gay. Just sick of waking up by myself, you know?
0: (laughs) And yeah, it's like, yeah. Which, dude, the response that... The crowd gives when you say that to these gangbangers is so priceless because quickly you find out as a comedian that these guys are not messing around.
1: No. And I've said this line hundreds and thousands of times, and it's never been met with yeah offense. And these guys, like the tone of the room changed and they Immediately. stood up and one of them Threw his chair down and started charging towards the stage, and the the staff like restrained him and got him out of there. And I I was just kind of like you know picking my spots. The things that I wanted to say, I couldn't. You know, sometimes when you're in that moment, everything's happening really fast. For some reason, everything kind of like slowed down, and I could hear myself going through the thought process of like, "Don't say that; it'll escalate. Just say this thing that'll be like not as funny, but will." You know, keep it going. And then I was like, they get him out of there and I go to his room." I was like, but we're good, right? Like, I don't mean anything by it. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. You think anyone's fucking me? And, you know, like, ha, ah, ha, ha, ha. You know, those yeah, are the yeah, yeah. things that I'm saying. Like, my go-to is to be self-deprecating and not go in on people. Yeah. And the things that I wanted to say that I thought were really funny were going in on them. Right. Because what they were doing was awful and they deserve to be made fun of. And then he's like, move on, not funny, move on. And I was just like, okay. And I started to move on. And then he, he's like, I ain't getting kicked out for this shit. I ain't getting kicked out for this shit. Motherfucker, I ain't getting kicked out for this shit. I paid $20 to be here. And then I, I heard somebody off to the side, and Matt heard them too go, you only paid 20 bucks? I was like, okay, there are other Jews here with me.
0: <laughs>
1: they were upset that this guy... Not only ruining the show, but got a discount. Yeah,
0: he got a discount? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's that's even more criminal than anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would be on the phone with customer service after like, the guys who ruined the show got a discount. I want that discount. Yeah, I'd like that too. And then he like, so the security got his buddy out and they start to circle around him and he's like, I ain't getting kicked out. I ain't getting kicked out, Holmes. And then he takes his shirt off and tries to rush the stage. And that's where you see the footage from the audience kick in in that video. And I'm just up there. I'm like, I what I wanted to say was, if you're not trying to fuck, why are you taking your shirt off? Oh, yeah. Or like, I think you're going to need to add another teardrop tattoo. Or maybe I will because I have a mic stand. I'll put it on my dick in honor of you. But I didn't say these things. I just said, um, you think it's appropriate now for me to say world star? Can I be the first to say that? And that got everybody back on my side. And then I just riffed on it. This is, you got to understand, this is like, this can far be more than like set. four or five minutes in.
0: And you have to, you have this to do. This is the
1: first five minutes of my set. And
0: you have to do how much longer after this?
1: well i'm with bobby so it's like another 30 so (laughs) but but i i then riffed on it after it was probably the first five or six minutes of my set the the occurrence and then i riffed on it for another eight and then got back into my material after that
0: what does bobby say to you when you get off stage like
1: i can't fucking believe that shit can't fucking he was just like I you know with Bob, you can never tell. Like he, he's very convincing when he's fucking with you.
0: Oh yeah. Tonally you can't get a read on the guy. Right, right. Yeah, And he He could be so mad at you and and he's like kinda eyeing you and you don't really know yet, and then all of a sudden like it just comes out, or he's smiling and he's really upset with you. Exactly, and you're like, I don't know where we stand right now.
1: Exactly. But and I thought he was mad at me, but then he was like, You handle that better than I I I Oh, cool. I couldn't have done that. Nice. I, I would have canceled the show. It could because not only did I handle it, but then I reset the room. You got them back on board. I got them back on board and made them forget that that happened. Or if I didn't make them forget that that happened, I I got them to everyone to put it behind them so that Bobby. Because like I said, the last thing I want is to fuck the show up for the guy yeah, that yeah. hired me to be on the show. Of course. So, um, the craziest part was that my mom and my brother happened to be in town because it was my daughter's first birthday, and they were sitting right behind that party. And my mom came up to me at the end of the show, and she was like, that was so cool how you got your friends to come in and like pretend they wanted to beat you up.
0: People don't understand sometimes. Like well, when, this when... is
1: just how I've abused my mom. <laughs> this is the, the, what she has come to expect from me
0: that you have bits planned for everything
1: yeah that I, that like i would did do you prank something. your family
0: a lot as a kid yeah more or less what's yeah. a what's a good prank that you had as a kid <laughs> like on your family
1: <laughs> mom having a keg party while you're out of time is just a prank it's just i did it on purpose
0: <laughs> we do keg parties when they're out of town? yeah 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 would would they come back and see? Would the house be wrecked and stuff no, like that? No,
1: I would always clean up, but like sometimes the garage would smell like cigarette smoke for a week or two. You know. Yeah, yeah. There would be, you know, unimportant. I mean, there was a couple parties where bookshelves got broken. Those were sanctioned parties when they were in town. We were reading like crazy, dude. It was <laughs> insane.
0: <laughs> we went ham on the on the bookshelf. It was
1: B-Y-O-B, but not beers.
0: <laughs> Straight up books, dog. Biographies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> B-Y-O-B-B. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then we, we stuck around there for like an hour and a half after just to make sure mm-hmm. that no one was waiting around. But... You know, I and and what the staff told me was that um, they had been pulled over and arrested in the parking lot. Dang. Whew. So, you know, I'll always have that hanging over my shoulder. That's good. Yeah.
0: All of a sudden, you like roll up to Ontario again. You see like some, some sign, signs flashed out of nowhere. You're like, uh. I mean,
1: I don't know I be, if I'll ever do a gig there again. I've been waiting for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I, I would ever fly out of there again. I'll drive through. That's about it. Right. I'm, I mean, just out of caution, not fear. Like, I, you know, it's just who knows what happens to these guys. The news reached out to me about doing a piece about it. But, I, you know, I just had no interest in, in like making the club look bad. Do you think that would have made the club look bad? You know the club has a reputation for these sorts of things happening there. Oh, uh, so you I didn't, just wanna, didn't want to? Didn't want to
0: draw more attention to it than right. need to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would have been a hard call. Fault. That
0: would have been a hard call for me as a comedian because I would have been like,
1: "Yeah, I know. I Ooh,
0: yeah, there's a clip."
1: <laughs> but also, I didn't want to have something for posterity. Well, yeah, you for don't, these guys to. Come like back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, hey, man, I was on, I was on news because yeah. I did this. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, I want to get into this next segment with you. It's called fanning out. Fanning
3: out. Questions from
0: fans. <laughs> I reached out to people on the internet. And they reached right back, and I asked them if you could ask Sandy Danto some questions, or give us some scene or character suggestions. What would they be? I'm going to read them off my phone right now. Um, this one comes from. This is a funny question, but I don't think that it really re- will register. Um, Can I
1: break the third wall for a second and just tell you how great of a podcast you have? This is really nice. It's, oh, thanks, It's dude. dynamic, it's different, but also familiar. It's great. I'm having a great
0: time. Dude, I've been meaning to have you on forever, and I literally, I've been seeing you post about your album, which is available now, Daddy Boy. Anywhere you stream music. Anywhere you stream music. Um. And I was like, dude, this is the perfect opportunity. Like, I've literally been meaning to have you on, like, forever. And you're going to like this next segment that we do, uh, which is the wig segment. Um, <laughs> um, oh, somebody uh, said, uh, Lara Maria on, uh, on Instagram asks, uh, no question, just a request for a Josh Adam Myers, like the lemon impression. Oh, yes. Like,
1: wait, like the lemon?
0: I don't know. Josh Adam Myers, like the lemon impression. Do you, were you talking about a lemon or something on the crab feast? It says hashtag FTCF. Oh, I don't know.
1: All I know is that when you're eating crab in Baltimore, which I'm from actually Germantown, but I'll say this about Sandy's impression. He does not do the Baltimore twang. He does not say you like people in Baltimore do, okay? That's how I say it because I'm from Baltimore adjacent, Germantown. But if you're eating seafood, I don't care if it's scallops, I don't care if it's crab or mussels or oysters, you best be using lemon. You got to wedge it up. It better not be a slice or I'm sending it back. It better not be a whole lemon or I'm sending it back. You better not be coming incorrect with a bottle of lemon juice you know the little squeezy lemon plastic lemons with the little juice you know you do the little sending it back
0: now uh you've had a dog for a couple years now lecca what uh what's your regimen with lecca Ben during quarantine jmo
1: wake up lecca licks my feet that's my alarm clock now you gotta understand about Lucky, She gets up at 6am And I'm cool with that Because I'm an early to rise guy I don't know if that's a classification of human But that's what I am Okay Then we go to the park For an extensive catch session Walk She poops I pick it up most of the time
0: Why, don't, why is it only most of the time?
1: Well There are situations where I don't want to pull up the grass <laughs> And it gets all liquidy dickwitty And it's it's just a, too much of a of a poopa scoop. <laughs> I I'm not I'm not I'm not there to pull up grass at a public park. I'm here to get ass at the public park. I'm here to get ass at a public park.
0: Well, J Mo, it's nice it's been talking to you. Um
1: store sessions this
0: weekend. <laughs> Dude, y- y'all got to check out the store sessions on Jeremiah's YouTube. I don't know what's it's on Jeremiah's YouTube, but uh, we're figuring things out. We don't well, know if we need to make a separate channel or what. We're going to put out a box set pretty soon. We've only done one episode. <laughs>
1: um, it's a riffing with Griffin, Jeremiah Wonders, <laughs> goddamn Comedy <laughs> Jam
0: crossover.
1: It's like the Jetsons meet the Flintstones.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, we don't know if this spinoff is going to take or not. But we trying. We trying, man. Uh, Tesla Rock asks, if eyes are the mirror of the soul, what's your soul like? Smudged. Smudged. Nah, um.
1: if eyes are the mirror of the soul, mine is not cracked, but I still got those seven years of bad luck. I got like six more months of them left. And um, other than that, pretty clear and fun housey. You know, you, you'll see a different version of yourself in them.
0: Oh, I like Elongated
1: that. Elongated, both horizontally and vertically. Might be a
0: little distorted. Yeah. 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 Okay. This one comes from Possible Raymond 7 on Instagram. What's your favorite dinosaur?
2: Well, that is a... Great
1: question. And my daughter just started saying dinosaur and and like understanding what they are. And so I was trying to tell her about different funny dinosaurs and I realized I don't know too many. Like there's the classic Triceratops, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Mm -hmm. Raptor, Pterodactyl. And I think mine is probably Pterodactyl because of the spelling of the name.
0: And can you do that for us right now? I think it's
1: like PT. E-R-Y-D-A. I'm way off. Way off. Yeah, no one can spell. You know what? It's, it was an amazing feat when I figured out how to consistently spell Wednesday and diarrhea.
0: Those are yeah. two very hard words to spell all the time. Once you are at the adult place in your life where you stop Googling diarrhea just to spell check, then things are good. Things are going good for you. You feel pretty
1: smart. Googling diarrhea is gonna be my follow-up album (laughs) (laughs) name. I couldn't even Google pterodactyl because it w- like it would be like, did you mean psoriasis? Do you have a skin problem? Here are some dermatologists. Listen, man, Googling diarrhea just went triple platinum. <laughs> <laughs> it went beyond platinum that they're just calling it diarrhea. It's what it, what it the status it reaches when it's triple dipple platinum. Th- did you hear Beyonce's new album went diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> it's got the runs.
0: It's got all the fixings <laughs> for the best thing
1: ever.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, so, you, one of, uh, I'm, so I've been, I've known Sandy for a long time now. And uh, there's certain comedians that I have on the show that are just friends or just acquaintances, or I'm more fan or like, I'm like a genuine, like I'm a good mixture of all of the above. Like I, one of my favorite things that you've done, uh, I'm complimenting you a lot this episode, but I haven't seen you in person a long time. So I'm just very excited to see your, your smiling face. Um, your John Belushi screen test. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. You did. Uh, this was a long time ago. Um, probably what, around 10 years? the time,
1: around the time we met, like nine, nine, 10 10 years, years ago. Inch. Yeah. 19 years yeah.
0: ago. Yeah. Um, And it is so good for anybody who is a fan of Belushi or of Saturday Night Live or whatever. Sandy's got a lot of great impressions. Um, This one, I was actually mad when they uh, did the National Lampoon doc. And I did not see you in that because I'm like,
1: come on. I know. I've got a lot of National Lampoon connections. I worked. That was my first job in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I worked at National Lampoon and I'm pretty sure I got hired. I, I, I got out of college. I got an internship there and I'm pretty sure they hired me on full time just because I look like blue. Shea, yeah. Which was awesome.
0: I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Another video that you need to uh, check out from Sandy. Maybe put I put it another, in the corner. Maybe I'll try put to put it play. in the corner. Listen, man, don't put lekka in the corner. <laughs> she don't respond too well. All right. Um, but um, I forget even the reason why you're bringing, that, I was bringing up that
1: up. Compliments of me because you haven't seen me in a while. You said you have different people on the show that you're friends with or fans of, and I'm a combination of some. Can we roll the tape back and yeah, hear that again? Because I really it felt me made me feel I, so. Warm I'm inside.
0: a fan. I'm a fan of Sandy outside of being his friend, and that was another thing that I just wanted you guys to check out outside of his album, other stuff. Anyway, I'm I'm. I'm I've been plugging you. Let's get into this next segment. (laughs) I forget where my head was headed, but it's a free form. That's what's fun about it. It's a free form, whatever. Uh, This next segment is called Wig. Wig! Now, in this segment, Sandy, there's a box of wigs here. Yeah. You can choose one for me. I can choose one for you.
2: Ooh.
0: I think that I want to put you in this because I think that it will be a funny contrast to. Yep. Okay, so now we're going to figure out who these two people are. Okay. But what I'm sensing could be happening is that you are the king and you want me to become the prince and you want me to eventually become the king of the family, but I have other intentions
1: you know i can tell that you have other intentions and i was feeling that thing too cuz i definitely look regal regal as fuck and i feel Super like regal my name is king cornelius okay you're king cornelius what do you think my name is i think that your name is prince jehovah prince jehovah no um maybe um prince um insignius
0: prince insignius okay yeah. Prince Insignius. Okay, so... Jehovah just sounds too much like Jehovah. Right, right, right. Prince Insignius. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Son.
2: Y'all.
1: I'm I'm glad that you took a seat, but I have not asked you to be seated. However, I would have asked you and you took the initiative, which is something, let's just be frank, that you don't usually do. That wasn't a statement. It was a question. Sorry,
0: what? what? I just took out my headphones. <sighs> you I know, was just skateboarding with my buddies.
1: You know, I was born into this bloodline. And it has been rather easy.
0: Are you on your period?
1: Son, if you would just let me finish a statement. Okay. I have been born into this bloodline, and it has been rather easy for me to live in the lap of luxury. This hair is luxurious. This throne is luxurious. The way that I inflect my voice dramatically is luxurious. And I just want you to follow in my luxurious
0: footsteps
1: and yet you're skateboarding and not taking initiative usually other than when you just sat down
0: okay so can I like um for the luxury keep that part but like I figured i kind of do my own thing for the other parts what do you think about that
1: when you are royalty my
0: boy when you are royalty well, I've got royal trucks on my skateboard, so that's pretty cool.
1: I'm not talking about the family business of skateboard trucks! Of course you would have the family skateboard trucks! Always
0: represented, dude.
1: Thank you for repping the family's skateboard trucks! However, when you are a part of a royal family, such as ours... You need to not just do your own thing. So you need to
3: heed.
0: What did I tell you? So you want me to get into opera singing like
2: you?
1: It's not opera singing. It's inflection. Kingsley. Dramatic inflection of the king's because
0: I saw that movie, The King's Speech, and he had a speech impediment. And it seems like you have the opposite because you just keep talking and running your mouth.
1: This insolence and insubordination will be tolerated but won't be appreciated so, by your father, King Cornelius.
0: Well, Prince Insignius here, you just gave me full permission to keep on doing it. You just said that you wouldn't appreciate it. So I'm going to keep on doing it because you said it would be tolerated. Drats!
1: I have given you permission once again to defy my wishes. When will I learn just to come down on you with an iron fist?
0: I hope you never come down on me.
1: (laughs) Yes, that would be not just incest, but most likely rape. And that is not ever been tolerated since like maybe 13 years ago in our family. But Usually rape is in royal families pretty highly tolerated but 13 years ago we decided no longer rape will be tolerated in our royal family
0: so it's no longer tolerated but was it appreciated
1: <sighs> just when you get me all worked up and my blood pressure so high you bring it back down with a
0: very cool way of
1: letting me know that you listen to me
0: that remind me of that one song because you went like high like that like. Cause she's so high,
3: high.
0: like Cleopatra,
3: Joan of Arc,
1: Aphrodite. Son, we've always been able to bond over pop songs from the early 2000s, and while I have called you here today to chide you over not living the life that I see fit for you, you've won me over, and while it will be tolerated,
2: you're just one step closer to being appreciated. But not yet. I don't appreciate it. I want you to do as I say. What do you want me to do? Sit on a throne and
1: speak in dramatic inflections and not rape and not incest and uh, just be adored by my royal subjects i don't know what kings are supposed to do we're not technically part of the government but we're royal so we have power but we don't really do anything i'm not even sure i'm just being told that you're not doing what kings are doing and if i die you get to be king and so i don't really even understand like if what you're doing is wrong or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just made incest a verb, so it's clear that you don't know too much about being a king. You said don't incest. I've well, never used that I've never heard a word used that way. Like like <laughs> I didn't know that you could make something verbal like that. Like don't hey, hey son, don't incest. Like I didn't know that it was that popular in our family that you made it a verb.
1: Incest is popular in any royal family. It's all about bloodlines. But you're right, it's not usually used in that context. But it is fun to use it as a verb. You have to admit that.
0: Incest as a verb is pretty chill. Hey, don't incest.
1: Yeah, hey, maybe we should record a PSA for all our royal subjects to not incest.
0: Okay. Hey, I'm Prince Insignius. And I'm King Cornelia. And we're here to tell you, don't incest your family.
1: Incest is not only wrong by law, but it could result in pregnancies with complications and children who have poor immune systems and problems. With their development.
0: I have a poor immune system and developmentally I'm fragile because I am an incest baby.
1: Yes, I incested with my second cousin because she is who I was arranged to marry and he is the result of being incested. And while we are lucky that he is not developmentally challenged, he will not do as I say. So now you must do as I say and not... Incest
0: Don't incest Because it's not the best
1: Don't incest Because I'm King Cornelius
0: And I'm Prince Insignius And you just watched A father and son PSA (laughs) Have you had a PSA On the show before Not like that not a don't incest. You know there should be
1: more don't incest PSAs because I constantly, usually posted by Josh Wolf, see headlines of incest, and not only that, but there's like if you if you ever happen to and I only once in a while do this look at porn sites, lots of incest. Um, big category. Yeah, it's a big category, category, and we need to maybe just like let the public know to not incest. You love that wig, dude. I love this wig. <laughs> it fits you though. <laughs> it's really strong. It is. I think I want to who, dye my hair this color.
0: Who were just curious before we get into this last segment. Who were some of the the, the people who you were door guys with? Because it's it's like um it's a pretty talented group of comics who mm-hmm. they're all doing fun stuff these days. Yeah, man. I had
1: a great class you know i came to the store when it was the dark period the dark ages there but here are the guy i started working there because i got in from graduating the internship program with Polly shore i interned for Polly.
0: were you in the documentary yeah yeah right a little bit like Sentence one, one or two episodes right yeah yeah
1: yeah and then they showed the pictures in the back with stephen wright and mine's right next to his and I gotta say, man, like you don't get to choose where your name's painted on the wall or where your headshot goes, but he's one of my favorite all time comedians, like top five. Yeah. And so having my picture next to his at the comedy store is really, really cool. And especially that they showed it on the documentary. But that's also a situation like my dad and Mike Binder grew up. And so he had, he interviewed me for that, which was really cool and fortunate for me. But, um, I was a door guy. I was hired to just do video stuff at first. Mm-hmm. And the guys who were working there at the time were like Steven Glickman, Sean Halpin, Adam Eppenstein, Mark Ellis, um, Jeff Danis, Ryan O'Neill. And then my, then my cl- I was like the first of my class. Then it was like Francisco Ramos, uh, Matt Edgar, Benji Aflalo, Tony Hinchcliffe, and me, Matt. And Tony all lived together. And then Dan Madonia later. And then Adam Ray did phones. Rick Glassman did phones. Jade Catapretta, I got her a job as a bartender and a waitress. Um, Who am I leaving out of that group? Because I know I'm leaving someone out. Um, I, you know, there are people that, you know, I don't know if they're still doing comedy or they, yeah. you know, they've they just lost. I
0: don't think I realize that Adam and Rick did phones. Yeah. That's pretty funny.
1: They did phones. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm leaving someone and I'm going to feel really bad for leaving them out, but I can't remember off the top of my head who else there was. Benji, um, and me, like me and Benji and Matt and Tony all got pretty tight. Sure, and Fran- and, yeah, and Francisco and Adam too, but like Willie, was he in that scene? Willie, yes, Willie. Yeah. I didn't. I do not want to leave Willie out. Willie, yeah. yes, Willie was actually for a day my internet national lampoon, which is really funny. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. So funny. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm trying to think who else. Who did we do potluck with?
0: I can't. I, but yeah, so so around that time when I came to the store, it was like in two. Like when I started going, like really eleven. Yeah, twenty eleven. Like when, that's when I started going like consistently, <laughs> mm-hmm. where I was like there every most days of the week, every week. Mm-hmm. And um, Benji, how I linked up with you guys to go on the road is Benji had seen me go up so much during potluck, and he had referred me to Tommy at the time. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you should watch this guy, and. I owe a lot of my early spots to Benji and Tony because oh, so they would put me up on potluck and be like, you're going to want to watch this guy.
1: And you know what? That's high praise because they followed in this tradition that when we were in potluck, Jeff Danis and Ryan O'Neill were the hosts and they're fu- most of the time. Nick Yusuf also hosted yeah. and Mark Ellis, but Jeff and Ryan were brutally honest so and brutal. super, super funny. They were mean and really funny about it. And Benji and Tony carried on that tradition and they were really
0: funny. Which I think was kind of the last of those potluck. For sure. Because like it it changed. The culture changed.
1: But you know what? That's kind of what you need a little bit because there are a lot of people that show up for potluck who are good. But there are a lot of people who show up for potluck who think they're good and they need that. Weathering to like Marino was another mean host. Yes, Marino was mean, but he was like much more approachable and ni- and like nice in
0: real life. Whereas like oh dude, I, Jeff was, and, I was just hanging out with Marino hunting. in New York. Like oh, I was literally I hung out. I got to see Marino and I got to see Punky out in New oh, that's York. So awesome. Like and it was it was so amazing to just especially to see Punky like doing what she's doing now, like with SNL. Is like it's so cool to see the arc behind that yeah yeah
1: that's an amazing story that is so cool yeah man so so for you to show up there and for those two guys to recommend you i'm not sure there were very many others that they did that for
0: yeah no i was speaks volumes i was grateful yeah i I made sure that i did different sets every week that was the main that was like a a a key thing
1: you know what that is interesting because that is something that does get rewarded there but If you think about it in retrospect and you're a new comic, you should really be just practicing the stuff that is the best and try to get it to work even better.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. What I would do is like I would do different stuff and then the stuff that would work out of that, I would Frankenstein different sets together for weeks later mm-hmm. where it's like oh this is a, another brand new set you know what i mean yeah yeah that's
1: a good way to do it when and when
0: you started
1: there were two nights of potluck
0: sunday and monday yeah. which is huge the best yeah
1: man back in those days i got so many spots just because those two and then i would get two maybe three more mm-hmm. oh i miss that <sighs> i miss just doing comedy yeah i'm like a little i can tell like riffing with you and doing characters i'm a little rusty but it's still like Feels so good just to do it. Oh. oh, it's so nice right there. Yeah, it's like it's like losing your virginity all over again.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing that you could say about this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's like losing your virginity all over again. Yeah,
1: it feels so
0: good. It feels so good
1: to be here. It's great. Um, so wait, you asked me who I was a door guy. Yeah, so you those. were
0: uh, with that crew, and you were there at like Doc Willis
1: is one of the guys oh yeah man yeah yeah he was there before me but he you know like was there after me too I love Doc I miss him. he's great
0: yeah
1: um yeah so when I was a video guy and when I became like a a door guy I was oh Mac Lindsay was a door guy then with me But but none of those guys liked me because I got brought in by Polly and Tommy told everybody that I was Polly's spy so everyone was just indifferent. I didn't get hazed, (laughs) but I also was not treated with any warmth. Just that sentence alone is like so
0: ridiculous. Just to listen to that, unbelievable. Yeah, so you know, um, the talent coordinator said that I was Polly's spy, so people didn't like me at first. But then Boonshakalaka one
1: day pushed Danis and O'Neill, who were working the back door and the lot respectively. To their breaking point, he flashed them and made sexual advances at them, and they quit in the middle of their shift. And I was doing the video room, which is something you can do under the influence of substances. And and I had been, and Dean Gelber, the manager at the time, was like, we need you to do the lot and work the back door and maybe um, even seat the front. And so I was fucked up, parking cars and checking IDs. Because Boone took his dick out, how forcing these guys to quit? Because Dean wouldn't ban Boone for that,
0: dude. Nobody has banned Boone. It makes zero sense. I reached my breaking point with that guy because he would not let go of me one night. Oh God! Like he was hugging me, and I'm like, "All right, buddy. All right." And he would. He and yeah, you're his type. Dude, and then he just started saying weird stuff to me, and I literally had to do like a big old push, and I was like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I I used to offer hugs to everybody out of kindness, but then like he started getting weird with me. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This is so bizarre. And he, like, and Tony had issues with him for years. Oh,
1: I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It's amazing that they, that the, um, The just the way things are there is that a sexual predator who sells stolen merchandise is allowed to just have free reign of the place. There have been a lot of reforms there since I got there, and that is just one that will never happen.
0: (laughs) It's bizarre. It's one of the things of the comedy store where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you get roamed, you get to roam free of every room, like carte blanche. So that,
1: I mean, if you're listening
0: and you are a, um,
1: like a um, non binary uh, homosexual who sells stolen goods and is sexually aggressive, the comedy store is the place for you. <laughs> if you tell, like, you know, like, um, like, like jokes out of a joke book, like, <laughs> What's 12 inches wide? What's, what's 12 inches long and wide? Yeah, yeah. Not a damn thing. <laughs> what's the difference between a Jew and a canoe? A Jew tips. I mean, a canoe tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's doing the woke versions of the jokes. Yeah, that's, that, that's funny. What's 12 inches long and wide?
0: Some penises, but not all. Tony would always yell, bread, Boone. Bread, a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, that's great.
0: Let's get into this final segment of the podcast. It's called Sax Talk. Oh. Sax Talk. Now, Sandy's going to share a story of a sexual encounter. I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax along with him. Whenever you're ready, I will follow you along, my friend. I'm trying to think of the right one. I've had some pretty wacky sexual
1: uh, escapades here. Okay, so for my spring break junior of college i went to amsterdam <laughs> we all know what amsterdam's known for it's known for legal marijuana and legal prostitution <laughs> Now, prostitution is stigmatized unjustly. Sex workers have a right to do what they do. And johns have a right to seek that out. But at the time, I had the stigma in my mind that it's not okay to get a prostitute. But the loophole in my consciousness that I found is if I get two at once, which is not something that would be feasible for me, It would be socially acceptable. Because it's not like I was just going to meet two girls who wanted to have sex with me at the same time in a random situation. I didn't have a girlfriend who was looking to seek that sort of sexual encounter out with me. So I took my euros that I had changed over at Comerica Bank to Amsterdam in search of a threesome with Slavic prostitutes. I got nice and drunk and nice and high and I went searching through the windows of the red light district in Amsterdam. And I found two in one room and I knocked on the door and I said, can I have you both? I was not familiar with the term upselling. Upselling is a term where you're given one price, but then once you're in the door, they substantially increase the price. And now I'm Jewish and I did not take kindly to that. There was an argument that ensued with language disparities where I was trying to negotiate the price that was given to me at the time of entry and they insisted that I pay double that. I was looking for double the pleasure but naively did not want double the price. Now, as a Jew, a uh, nice price negotiation does arouse me, but this time it did not because when we finally got down to what I had paid for, it was just a very flaccid hand job. Uh. They were, they were making fun of me because I couldn't get hard. I was, I was just not. I was out of my element. I, I didn't feel good about the whole situation. It was before I started doing comedy, but I knew that I wanted to do comedy. So I was like, all right, if this isn't going to be sexually gratifying, how can I make it more comedic? So I, it was at the time when George W. Bush was president, and I told them to just start talking dirty to me and pretending that I was George W. Bush. And I, I was pretending I was enjoying it, and I closed my eyes. And when I opened them... <laughs> They had taken out a long, double-sided black dildo. And they said, you are George Bush. You take it in ass. You take it in ass. And they started trying to ram the dildo into my butt. And then I had to try to wrestle the dildo away from them with my pants around my ankles. And then I ended up um, breaking the dildo. (laughs) Which caused another price negotiation because they wanted to be re- Burst for the damaged merchandise. Not since Larry David, in an episode of Curb picking up a prostitute so he could use the carpool lane, has there ever been a more Jewy prostitution? Situation than what I had. They were trying to hold, I was wearing a beanie, they took it off my head and they were holding it hostage until I gave them the money. happened while my soft dick was out. (laughs) That day, no one had an orgasm. No one in Amsterdam, no one in Europe, no one in the entire world. And I went to a transsexual, uh, transvestite cross-dressing bar and got blackout drunk. And that's why you should be open-minded. That's all I'm saying is be open-minded. And if you're going to get a prostitute, know that You know, the price tag isn't necessarily what it's going to cost. If I ever am having sex with my wife and need to slow it down, because I think I'm going to finish, I think about this experience. And then I finish right away.
0: Featuring Sandy Danto.
1: Featuring Sandy Danto. I, I get on SNL telling that story. That's my audition. <laughs> that's,
0: that's your audition tape. Hey, Punky, can you pass this uh, clip from Jeremiah Wonders? Yeah, along? we. Um, I just uh, described something very strange with Slavic horrors. <laughs> That'll play on SNL, right? That'll play, right?
1: Yeah. Come on. It's like the PP tape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was a traumatizing experience that I haven't thought about in years, but it's a like um I don't have a worked out storytelling version of it, but it's um it's funny. It's traumatizing. Um it's uh I'm vulnerable, but you know, I think, think how that, George I, Bush
0: feels. <laughs>
1: they were like you you're George Bush. You suck. You the whole world hates you. Now come. Like, yikes. It was so weird.
0: That's an experience though right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Dude. It's been awesome having you. It's been awesome doing this. Um, so people can get your album daddy boy on all streaming platforms right now so check that out uh with sandy danto i told a couple i mentioned a couple other videos his john belushi screen test and then his heckler video so just give sandy a a good old youtube um search uh and it's been amazing having you dude anything else you want to plug while while you're on
1: um a movie
0: of mine just
1: came out called tar heck yeah um my podcast, MFers, a parenting podcast, which I'm excited to have you on very soon. Yeah, as soon as possible. You'll have to,
0: yeah, you'll have to give me some good old advice on on the on the pod for sure. Let's do it as soon as your
1: your special comes out. Yeah, that would be great. Which you know, your special. I understand you did it in a very unique way. You did like a family reunion.
0: It's called Family Reunion. I shot it back in Kansas City, and uh, the premise behind it is basically I walked out on stage, and I wasn't aware how my family had been sat, and they were in my—on the left-hand side was my mom and her new husband, my stepdad, and then on the right side was my dad and his new wife, my stepmom. Oh so, God. and then my brother and his wife are in the middle of the crowd. So I'm literally surrounded by family that's the worst. If, and, and friends from my past, which I also were seeing people from high school hadn't seen in 10 yeah. plus years front row that I was like, and as you know, that is such a different performance experience.
1: I refuse to perform in that circumstance. Anytime anybody I know comes to a show, I, they have to be sitting where I cannot see.
0: Them. Exactly. So that's, so since I got surprised by that, I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to sh- it, it, let other people experience what I experienced because it ended up being fun and I, I interviewed my family about it and stuff like that. And oh, that's, that's throughout awesome. the special. So yeah, so it's, cool. it's a lot of fun.
1: I want to do one. I used to live next to a parrot store and I want to do one, maybe like a 15 minute, 20 minute thing where I'm uh, performing for all parrots. Heck yeah. And it's, um... And they're like heckling me, and I'm doing crowd work huh? with them. And they repeat everything, so I'll be like, "Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from?" Stop mocking me! Stop mocking me! <laughs> um, but so MFer is a parenting podcast. Tar, I'm gonna be on a new show on Jewish Life TV called The Word. <laughs> they're trying to like go for something hip. It's actually a really fun show to do. We make fun of verses from the Bible. It's pretty. It's you know it's not like heavy-handed religious but you know who the fuck gets jewish life tv i i don't know but it's it's a fun show if you happen to come across that and um i'm in the comedy store documentary i got my album daddy boy and uh you know just follow me on social media at sandy danto that's about it
0: a lot of good things happening dude Well, I miss uh, miss seeing you in in person. So I'm really glad that we got to hang and riff today and catch up and uh, love you, dude. Thanks so much for doing the show. Thank you.
1: This was awesome.